It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And this week we have fired up the cookie time machine and we are going traveling. Put your traveling pants on and join us. As we were thinking about what cookies to make, we do a lot of Googling and looking at different places and talking about cookies. And I wanted to do a historic cookie because I think it's more interesting if we can have a story to tell about a cookie. I had so much fun when you made the, yes, I do, when you made the crybaby cookie, which is a historic cookie that I had never heard of or, or tasted. And it was presidential cookie surprise sure yeah yeah so i found on thekitchen.com and that's the kitchen without an e if you can imagine how that is spelled that they had what was called the cookie time machine okay so i reproduced that here in the cookie lab and we are going to jump into it and travel back to the 1920s. Are you ready, Jill? Woo, the Here's roaring our... 20s. That's 100 years ago, Chris. Oh my gosh, you're right. We're going back in the Cookie Lab time machine 100 years. Here we go. Insert Cookie Lab time, time machine. machine. Woo! Wasn't that fun? That was quite a trip. Uh, but here we are. Let's step out. If I if if I were, uh, you can hear the Roaring Twenties music. <laughs> That's how we know we're in the twenties. If I were to distill the nineteen twenties into a cookie form, it would be an orange flavored drop cookie. Okay. <laughs> and I bet Why you, is that? I bet you've never thought of a historical representation of a cookie. But we are at the end of the First World War. You know what? Since since we're in the past and the Second World War hasn't happened yet, we have to we have to pretend like we don't know it's coming. So the Great War. We're at, we're at the end of the Great War. Yeah. Okay. And and everything's happening really quick quickly. There's a mixture of personal liberation, technical technological advancement. The radio is really popular. Uh, growing national wealth and. Traditions are being thrown out the window, as they often are. Oh. And one of those traditions were quicker dinners. Everything's moving quickly here in the okay. 20s. Uh, dinners are streamlined. Focus of food is increasingly on convenience and fashion mm. rather than mm. abundance and skill. And what better way to do that is with a drop cookie. You just simply drop it. On, you just on drop it. Prime time. A toddler can do it. The, all the implication, uh, the 1920s is the prime time for a drop cookie. It, it has convenience, speed, elegance. It's, it's simply dough mixed, dropped by the spoonful onto a greased cookie sheet and baked. Right. Don't be wasting your time like refrigerating the dough or. No, don't have to. You just drop that doughy mixture on there and cook it. Now. Also, in the 1920s, because people had been in Europe and the Mediterranean. Mm, from the war? Yeah. They knew much more about oranges. 
Mm-hmm. At the same time, Florida was being developed. It becomes a mm-hmm. fashionable vacation destination. And Cali- they got oranges down there. California's making movies. Also oranges. And oranges. And we have refrigerated railroad cars. Cool. Which, so yes, they are. The They're cool. <laughs> I didn't even try to do that. That's awesome. So so the oranges could, could come not on a hot journey across the plains, but the oranges would ride from Florida or California to wherever you are in air-conditioned comfort. Exactly. And so... The orange drop cookie comes from Aunt Sammy's Radio Recipes, published in 1927 by the USDA Bureau of Home Economics. Love those people. Aunt Sammy was a fictional character who engaged... Oh, oh, oh! She must have some... She must be a sister of Uncle Sam. Oh, maybe. Yes, Aunt Sammy and Uncle Sam are favorite patriotic... Uh, aunt and uncle. She was designed to engage rural housewives in cooking via radio, like we are designed <laughs> to engage everybody in the world via this computerized form of communication. It's it is it is analogous for sure. Right. You are the Aunt Sammy of the twenty second of century. my day. <laughs> so. That's the cookie, but but we're not going to eat that cookie after that entire... You've been wasting my time. Back into the time machine and bring that simple drop cookie up to our modern day equivalent. What would that cookie uh, taste like? What would it be today? Because we live in today. We don't live in the 20s. So we're going to make a modern version of Got the it. orange drop cookie and we are going to call it the blood orange crinkle. Oh, yes. So blood oranges are like a fancy specific kind of orange. Mm. Truly. Now that our one of the most palates have been refined over 100 years of consuming oranges. Yeah, it's truly one of the most visually alluring fruits around. <laughs> Um, So, we jump back in the time machine. Here we are, back in the cookie lab. We are surrounded by blood oranges with their purpley, crimson flesh. And it's like no other fruit around. But even the rind is gorgeous. It's got orange patches with faded pink and red. And did you know that they've been around since the 18th century? Okay, so they're not all that new and modern. No, but they are delicious, and they make this delicious blood orange crinkle cookie that we are now going to taste. I want to I tell the listeners before I bite it, you would not necessarily think it was an orange cookie because it has a kind of a corally red colored sprinkly type stuff and also some powdered sugar on the very crinkled... It- texture it's got powdered sugar and what they call dusting sugar and the dusting sugar is basically a granulated sugar that is bigger sugar crystals than your regular granulated sugar and i used orange and red 
dusting crystals. I see. Okay. I didn't know if there was uh, with the, you know, maybe some rind of the blood orange or. The rind of the blood orange is in the dough. So what's going to happen to me when I bite into this cookie? What is the taste sensation? Oh, you tell me. It is a, it is okay. a surprise. Let's go. Does it have a, a nostalgic taste to you? Does it remind you of a childhood taste? I hope you're not referring to St. Joseph's baby aspirin. Maybe that's it. <laughs> oh, you mean you, you, you were like, I've tasted this before. What is it? Yes, I've tasted this before. What is it? Well, that's orange flavored. It is. Maybe that was the So taste. it's got a delightful... Crispy outside and spongy interior, but spongy. That beautiful, but that beautiful color goes throughout. But spongy like a pillow. Yes, pillowy, mm-hmm. but with holes. This cookie has it all. It has crispy and soft. I don't know. Would you say it's at all chewy? No, I, I would say that it is. Yeah, this cookie has almost everything that you're looking for. In a cookie. Or, you know, a life partner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, blood orange crinkle cookie, take Jill to be your lawfully wedded? Cookie eater. It is delicious, and Mm. it's got this nice sweet cover of the confectioner sugar and the granulated sugar, and then the inside is soft and airy and Mm pillow-like, melts in your mouth, no really need to chew it very much, has a great mouthfeel, a really nice mouthfeel. It's not crumbly. I'm wondering how tricky it was because I think if you busted these out at your next backyard fire pit friend night, people would would be pretty impressed. Like this is kind of a It's an impressive If the cookie. boss is coming over for dinner. Yeah, you want to put this out. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't quite a drop cookie. The only the only difference between this and a drop cookie is that you had to roll it into a box. You had to you had to refrigerate it for an mm-hmm. hour. And then, and then you scoop it and you roll it into a ball, roll the ball in the sugar and then and then toss it in confectioner sugar. And then you then you just bake them. So it's not particularly so it's challenging. Not, it's not tricky, but it makes a, an impressive effect. Right. Very professional now, looking cookie. Part of the impressive. With a yummy taste. And the taste is fantastic. Unlike any taste that you've had in a cookie necessarily before. It's not a cookie for special occasions, but you definitely would serve it for a But it looks a like cookie. a cookie for special occasions. Because of the wonderful crackle on top. And that gets us into the science. Mm. Because we can't have Cookie Lab without science. So if you can get the top surface of your cookie to dry out before the cookie is set, before it's finished spreading and rising, it will harden and crackle and pull apart and produce an attractive, crinkly, cracked exterior. But so how do you go about making the top harden before the cookie right. is finished? You don't, you don't want to dry out the inside of the cookie, and therein lies the... Problem. Because if you bake your cookie for a couple hours 
<laughs> it will crackle and break and do okay. crumble, but that's going to be all but the way through. But it will also be a tasteless, yeah, black yeah. disc. The key is the rolling of the balls of dough in granulated sugar before rolling them in powdered sugar. So it's the whole ball. You roll it, and you know. In other words, it's not just the not, top. You just don't. Even though we're it. talking about the top of the cookie, you're rolling the whole ball of dough in a bowl of granulated sugar, mm-hmm. covering it completely, and that works because granulated sugar draws out the moisture from the cookie surface, but all over the cookie, and it dries out the top before the interior sets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as the large crystals of sugar in this dusting sugar, absor- and that's why you want them a little larger than regular granulated sugar. Because as they absorb the moisture, some, but not all of them, dissolve into a syrup on the top of your cookie. A syrup? As the cookie continues to bake, the moisture from the syrup evaporates and the sugar begins to recrystallize. When enough new crystals form, they begin to draw out the moisture once again. So it's almost like a double acting. It's like a geologic process. It is. It is. And it promotes cracks. Right in your oven. Right. So you get you get a crackling of the the original cookie dough that dries out. And then you get mm-hmm. this syrup on top. And that crackles mm-hmm. again. So it protects the inside from drying out too much, and you get this beautiful uh, crinkle cookie. So if a time traveler from the 1920s came to us now, and we presented them with these cookies, their mind would be blown. They would have to do a, a geologic thesis on which of these actions happened first, and how do you know? They They would be like... Why did you go through all this trouble? Why didn't you just drop it on the pan and eat it? It's going to be just as delicious. And I would be 23 skidoo. (laughs) (laughs) And I would be like, but taste the sugary goodness on the top of the cookie. And they would immediately never leave. And we would just have like a new personality on Cookie Lab who traveled from the Roaring Twenties. Yes. Yes. So maybe that's going to happen next time. Because I think who, it will. Who knows who got into our time machine with us? And I think next time we're going to explore more of the cookies. Is there a decade that you would like to explore? Name anyone, and I, I will make a really cookie. Thought about it. Oh, I'll have to get back to you. Well, how about how about the eighties? Oh, the cookies of the eighties, the big hair cookies. <laughs> The metal band cookies. I think those cookies will have leg warmers. So we will we will come up with a 1980s cookie. If you're a fan of the 1980s, or you were born in the 1980s, or you lived through the 1980s, or you this even episode is remember for you. the 1980s, you will want to you will want to listen. Until then, please, Jill, keep your paws off my blood crinkle cookies. <laughs> I'll do my best. You keep your paws off my cookies? Yes. All right. See you next week on Cookie Lab. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.